I got 20 minutes, and I, I, I'm, I have challenged myself to preach in before 11. We'll see how it goes. You know, last time we, we uh, last Sunday, we talked about being uh, resistant to the cares of the world. And I received such a good response about the sermon that I decided that I'm going to go a little bit further with these things. And we are basing this sermon on the fact that we have, we have been rescued from the world, but we are yet still in the world. And our walk in this life, as you all know, will come with... Is my microphone? Yeah. Yeah, is you looking at me like? No, I'm working. Okay, okay. all right. Okay, <laughs> I can't do. I can't do it. <laughs> so our walking life comes with these challenges. It comes with tribulations. In as a matter of fact, we have enemies. Is that is that awful? Nobody likes to have enemies. No, no, right. So I was telling I was telling Milly that. It's impossible for us to ask those troubles, those challenges, those tribulations to go away. That won't happen. And God never intended those things to happen. He always spoke about being with us in times of trouble. If you, if you have your Bible, and if we read Psalm 46, you know, Psalm 46 Psalm 46. I'm sorry. Psalm 46. When you read Psalm 46, it, start, it starts like this. God is our refuge and strength. And press, even ever-present help in trouble. So, as we walk in this life, you know, we will encounter problems and challenges and difficult situations and losses and a lot of things that, that are unpleasant, really. So our job, our call for us is to grow stronger to a point where those troubles, those challenges won't have the muscle, if I may say it this way, to take us down. And I was using the example of the, uh, the vaccines. You know, when you receive a vaccine... It's not that the COVID virus becomes weaker because you have been vaccinated. What happened is that your immune system is built to a point where it gets strong and stronger that it may resist the effect of the virus. Our spiritual walk is the same way. We must grow in God. We must become stronger that, it, that tribulations and troubles won't have the power to make us change our mindsets. It blows, it, it, you know, it, it really makes me think when I read Paul's letter to, to, to the Thessalonians, I, I won't go into there, but Paul sent Timothy, we, we, we read that, that scripture last week, it's, it's first, first Thessalonians chapter 3, but Paul sent send Timothy to the Thessalonians to do two things. One, to establish them. That's a very important word. That's what God, God wants us to be established. You know what that word means? That word means this. 
Establish, I have so many notes. Establish means to turn resolutely in a certain direction. Paul says, I was concerned about you guys, so I sent Timothy to do two things, to make sure that you were established and to encourage you. So we, life is going to come. And those troubles and afflictions and circumstances and attacks might have the power to change our views and our points of views and the way we think and the direction we take. But what God wants is that you and I, we, 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 we get established. We are in one mindset, with one mindset, and we move in one direction solely. Now, let me ask you something before I move on. How many of you would love to be stronger in the spirit? There you go. Yes, you know what? We need that. We need that. So how can we get stronger, Alan? Okay. Three things we, we talked last time. And one is remind yourself of the truth. The other one was an find yourself an encouragement partner. Your husband, your wife. I think that's what God created men and women, that we might encourage each other. But if you don't have a, a husband or, or, or a wife, then you can find yourself. I really encourage you to find uh, someone you can rely on, someone you can connect on. Amen? Someone you can trust, that you know that your, your heart is protected with that person. Amen? It's important that we, mu that we may confess our, the Bible says in James 5, 16, that we might confess our sins to one another. One another doesn't mean that you're going to go everywhere telling everybody what you have done, right? But no, it means that you have a partner, a friend, that you, can, you trust enough that you can go and say, you know what, I've been dealing with this thing, I've been dealing with the other, etc. Let me, let me, let me, give me three minutes to talk about the encouragement partner, because this is, is, is key as well. And by the way, I told you last time, I'm going to say it right this time. Uh, if you men, if you're here and you're, in, in you're, and you're looking for someone you can trust, here I am. Okay, you can, you can talk to me, I can talk to you. Amen. Uh, and we can pray together. And ladies, there's Millie. Amen. You can talk to her. She's very, very wise. Amen. She's very, very knowledgeable of scriptures, amen, and she's very, very filled with the Spirit of God, amen. She will know what to say. Trust me, <laughs> amen, trust me, <laughs> amen. So it's important that we have, it's important, and I, and I made this point last time, and I, I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but this is, this is very important because of the times that are coming, we, are, we need to be prepared for these things, and I don't want to scare any of you. Okay, but it is prophesied in the Bible that as, as Jesus returns, returns approaches, things are going to get nastier and difficult and a lot of things. Amen? So we, 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 we have to be able to grow stronger that we might withstand the times that we just about face or we are currently facing already. Amen? So and find yourself an encouragement partner. Amen? That's, that's one thing that you can do. Someone you trust and someone you can confess your issues. 
And my point was, don't isolate yourself. If you keep your things to you, to yourself, then it, there's a chance that Satan may gain advantage over you. He, that's the way he operates. He operates and he sows the seeds of shame. And he will tell you, don't, 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 don't say that to, to, to your encouragement partner because that's shameful. And he will appeal to the shame and he will appeal to your pride. To do what? To keep you in bondage. Because when we utter our things, when we confess our things, then there's a, there's a chance, that's the principle of God, there's a chance that God will come and then you will allow him to deal with your situation. Amen? That's very important. And Satan will always appeal, let me repeat that, he will always appeal to shame. He will tell you, that's shameful. Oh, that's embarrassing. Don't, don't say that to anyone. Or he will, he will appeal to your pride. Oh, what are they going to think about you? Look at the image people in, in Walcott and Remington have about you. And when they find out, or when your friend find out that you've been dealing with this and that and that, uh, uh, oh, no, what is, gonna, what is he or she going to think about you? He will always appeal to that. But we're not ignorant of, the, of his devices. Amen? So I encourage you to find an encouragement. Same word. What's a synonym for encouragement? So I don't use the same. Encouragement. Okay. Any penny? Synonym for encouragement? No? Okay. You guys have a B. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Find yourself a friend. Husbands, wives, don't discourage your partner. And I'm not going to a marriage meeting right here, but you and I were supposed to be our that encouragement partner for, for our spouses. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen, husbands. <laughs> Amen, wives. Okay, we are supposed to be that one. Okay, your husband or your wife must have the confidence to come to you and share his, his or her deepest fears, troubles, concerns, without... without uh, thinking that he's going, he or she is going to be judged. Okay? Well, that's for a marriage meeting. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, now, 10 minutes. Now, what's the other thing we can do to grow stronger? And that's remind yourself of the truth. Write that down, please, and do it. You know what's the worst enemy of reminding ourselves of the truth? Time. I wonder where my day goes every day. I wake up, 5 o'clock, 5.30, lately, 5.45. <laughs> Some days, 6 a.m. I'm not getting better, I'm getting worse at that. But then in a blink of an eye, it's 10 o'clock. I blink again, it's 3.45. I blink again, it's 10 p.m. I've been busy all day. It's not like I've been just watching TV. Really, you know, our, our way of life is so busy and time goes so fast. I mean, today's Sunday. In a blink of an eye, it's going to be Sunday again. 
you know. But all this busyness prevents us for, from spending time meditating God's word. Joshua 1.8. This is a very popular verse. A very popular verse. I encourage you. I encourage you to find time. I encourage you to find, make yourself time to spend with God. With, in, in, in His Word. Amen? And in Joshua, God gives Joshua and the church, you and I, a recipe for victory. And it reads, you know, for because of time I won't read all of it, but in, it says, you know the story about this, and it says in, in verse 4, Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. How, how many of you will like that? When, and, and you know, when, when God says no one, he doesn't only speak about people. He's speaking about circumstances. He's speaking about sicknesses and diseases. And you name them. You name them. And they shouldn't be able to withstand against you. All of the days of your life. Ain't that wonderful? I'm the only one excited here this morning. Are you guys sleepy? You want some coffee? <laughs> I, I, I'm excited. Hallelujah. He says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And this applied to you and me because of Christ's blood. He is now with you and me all of your days. All of your days. Never forget. That's why we remind ourselves of this truth. Oh, it's, some days it seems like God is not here. Some days it seems like, where is the Lord? Lord, have you heard my cry, Father? Where are you? But let me tell you something. That's why we need to be reminded every day that He is with you. Amen. He is with you. He says, and I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. How can I be successful wherever I go? Don't turn neither right, neither left from the book of the law, which means the principles of God. This is the key. You know what? I study the life of these successful people. Well, we have to start by defining success. Because the world has taught us what success is. And unfortunately... The church is living on living the standards of the world. And what the world calls success, a lot of times we the church find ourselves calling it success. But the kingdom of God is different. I mean, you don't have to have 10, 15, uh, 20 million dollars in your bank account and own uh, 10,000 acres of land to be successful. That doesn't mean success. Good for you, praise the Lord. But if you are 95 years old and healthy, man, that's success to me. And playing darts, 
and being good at it, right? Being good at it. Not only playing, but being good at it. See, see, we need to start by redefining and calling the things the way God calls them. You know, what is success? But anyways, according to the, in this context, is that every circumstance you will face, you will be the overcomer. And that is what is success. So how can I achieve that? By the book of the law. By applying the principles of God. You and I, all of us in this place, we can read. Praise God. We, we can read. We were taught how to read. So now what we have to do is spend time into meditating what the Word of God says. And that will be another sermon for another time, how to meditate in the Word of God. But I encourage you to do this. Begin by doing this. Spend time reading the Word of God. Amen? Let me, I have a few notes about meditation. Amen. Give me a minute, because it says meditating the Word of God. It says, meditate means devise, muse, M-U-S-E, or imagine. This is very important. Hear me out. It says, devise is to develop a plan by careful thought. What are you talking about, Alan? I'm telling you how to remind, how to be remind or remind yourself of the truth of God. So just by quickly reading a, a passage of Scripture, that won't help you much. That might help you store the information in your brain, like to memorize. Like when I was, I was learning uh, how to mu multiply, I went 3 by 3, 9, 3 by 4, 12, 3 by 5, 15, 3 by da-da-da, and then I did it again, da -da, until I knew them. What it, what, what, I mean, it took those tables, well, that's how we call them, to sink in my heart. Okay? So we need to also meditate God's word. Remind yourself of the truth. What, where are you right now? What are you going through? And what does God say about that circumstance? And what is his will concerning that circumstance? Amen? So I have to meditate on those things and remind myself what God says. And I wrote this commentary from the Bible I have. It says, to meditate means much more than just contemplation. The idea here is that one should reflect upon God's word in a thoughtful way, appropriating its truth personally and applying them to my life. Someone, someone told me once, hey man, why do you preach so much from the Old Testament? And I, I, my response was, when I read the Old Testament and I read the stories and the way God dealt with the Israelites and to know that God never changes, that shows me or teaches me what to expect about God. His faithfulness, His mercy, His tender mercies. Oh man, these, those Israelites, they were, I'm telling you. And God, I'm, I'm sure there were times when God said, oh, man, I'm just going to, and he, well, it, it is written, he says some, uh, more than one time, I'm just going to banish them 
I always ask the Holy Spirit, what tone do you use? And I've seen God do something like, <sighs> just... And he did it once in Genesis 6. Amen. And then he regretted and he repented. Amen. But uh, uh, I meditate his faithfulness. Every time they, they went back, he was allowed. He was available. Every time they presented sacrifices, that will appease his wrath. And his favor will jump back on the Israelite side. So remind yourself of the goodness of God. Amen. Remind yourself of the good. How can I grow stronger, Alan, in the midst of my trouble? Remind yourself constantly about the goodness and the favor of God. Amen. And that will give you the courage to be able to withstand the circumstances or the situations you are in. Another key, key point here is to imagine. And I love that word. I think I wrote a definition. Let me, let me see if I can find it. Ima imagine. Imagine. When, when the Bible says it speaks about meditation, it's speaking about imagining. And imagine is to, to draw a mental picture to think or suppose. So I'm dealing with COVID right now. Let's say, okay? I will meditate on God's word, and I'm going to imagine myself. How will you imagine yourself? If I'm going to imagine, if I'm going to picture myself through God's lenses, if I'm going to picture myself through God's lenses, how will you see yourself? Let's say you've been, you've been diagnosed with COVID. Come on, say it again. Healed. What am I doing? I'm meditating. <coughs> I'm coughing. Yes, but <coughs> I'm meditating. And I'm seeing myself like God sees me. How? Healed. If you're going through financial challenges, how do you meditate in God's word? Well, I appropriate his promises concerning my financial or, or economic situation. And how would I see myself? Prosper, being able to pay all my, my commitments. Amen. Having extra, an extra 20 bucks to go to the good table and eat a lot of fish. A lot, a lot of fish. Hallelujah. That's how I will see myself. What are you doing? I'm, I'm meditating God's word because it is his promise concerning my A, B, or C circumstance. What about your kids? What about your children? Hey, what about your future? If we let the world bombard us with his ways, man, they're different from God's ways because their wisdom is different from our God's wisdom. So what do we have to do? And I'm closing. Believe it or not, I'm closing. And I'm just going to tell it, say it once. I'm closing. Well, this is the third time. I'm closing. <laughs> Four. It's five by standard. I'm closing with this. I'm closing with this. We meditate in God's word. We, you need to be reminded. For those things to become a reality in our lives, we need to remind ourselves constantly of what God says about you and I. Until they transcend the spiritual realm 
and they become a reality in this material realm where you and I are currently living. Meditate, remind myself, speak, speak. That's very important. That's a sermon for another day. Speak what God says about you. Okay? If, you know, if, uh, oh my gosh, I can go on and on and on. But remind yourself of God's word. And the other point is prayer. And we're going to deal with that for the next few, few, uh, for the next few Sundays. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to be on the topic of prayer. Amen. Uh, and that is going to be wonderful in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you today, Lord. We thank you for these families gathered in this place. And for the ones that, are, for any reason, are not here this morning, Lord. We thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for your word, Lord. And we thank you that through your word, you had given us the keys to success, Father. To be able to become stronger and courageous, Lord. And to be able to not only face the giants, but be able to overcome those giants and those mountains in our lives, Lord. Father, I pray that you will help through the Holy Spirit to each one of us, Lord. Father, to be able to, to, to spend the time that is needed into meditating your word. And my God, my prayer is also that when my brothers and sisters open their Bibles to, to meditate about it, my King, I pray, speak to them, Lord. Father, talk to them, Lord. Father, talk to us, Lord. Father, I'm asking you to be louder if it's needed, Father. In the name of Jesus, Lord, that we might understand and comprehend what is your will for our lives, our families, our future. And I thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's prepare for communion.
Sabbath stood upon the waters. And who may descend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol, or swear by what is false. Lord, Heavenly Father, we draw uh, as we stand in your presence. That that day will come in which we will all want to stand in your presence. And we know that standing in your presence has been made possible through the blood of Christ. That the blood of Christ has given us heart and clean hands. And we thank you for that great gift that you've given us. And as we take these emblems of Christ upon the cross, we know the bread represents the body and the wine, the cleansing blood of Christ that makes us white as snow, pure as white snow. And we thank you for that. We pray all this in Jesus' precious name.
verse 5. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith wisdom. And to goodness, knowledge. And to knowledge, self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. And to perseverance, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, And I pray for him and Heavenly Father, we just take this time to thank you for this day. Lord, I sure most fathers know that that is a wonderful day for you to see. For that past is in the world. And bless those past with that ministry every evening. Thank you, Lord, just now as we our hands and offerings that we understand and maybe things that we receive Lord we just take the time to give you back the praise so Lord bless these tithes and offerings and bless those who tithe at this particular time so we ask all this in your precious name Amen Amen Hallelujah. Psalm 90. <laughs> let's, get, let's get ready. Uh, I want to encourage you to, uh, to keep praying. We're going to pray as we go. And I mean just be dismissed. Let's lift our hands. And I'm going to read from Psalm 91 over your life in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. And Lord, I pray that you will save each one of these, your precious children, from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence, Father. My God, I pray that you will build a wall of protection around this Palestine Christian family. No COVID, no disease, no accident on the road, no problems, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray for that, Lord. We pray for your protection. Father, I pray that you will cover them with your feathers, and under your wings they will find refuge. Your faithfulness will be their shield and rampart. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, Lord, 
that, that you will rescue them and protect them, for they acknowledge your name. And they will call upon you, and you will answer them, and you, you, you will be with the Palestine Christian family in their time of trouble, and you will deliver them and honor them, and with long life you will satisfy them and show them your salvation. In Jesus' name, I pray this prayer over these, your precious children. Amen. I call you blessed in the name of Jesus. You will have a great week. Amen. In Jesus' name. Let's worship as we leave.